Chloe, we need a jingle. I've got something in mind right now. Okay. It, it goes like... Yeah, I think you should work on that for now. You, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Let, let's create a better one for the next episode. Okay, next episode. <laughs> Welcome back to Artist in Pajamas. This is Chloe. And I'm Livia. So we're back this week with a new podcast on a what on a on a late evening I would say. We did a lot of freelance work this week, yes. and this was the only day that we could do it. And absolutely. evening we could do it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really like a smashing busy week, I would say. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's this level of intensity, right? Because sometimes as a freelancer, as a creative, you have weeks where it's like slightly quieter and then suddenly it just picks up and you've got tons of work to do in the same week the lines are really close to each other and you're like oh wow i could never have a regular <laughs> routine it just doesn't exist you know well yeah it is hard to to fix anything then whenever we say to do um even whether it's a podcast or anything else that we want to do if mm -hmm. we want to try and put it on a a fixed day is just never the case we kind of have to every week just discuss when is the best day to do it and um yeah kind of go with the flow really exactly that's the idea so, so i wanted to ask you i haven't seen you in a while so i thought i'd just ask you and in a while like in a week <laughs> that is a while uh catch up on on you know last um the last podcast we talked about our kind of what 2022 was like and what was what we were expecting of 23 so mm -hmm. how was the kind of first two weeks back officially working i think it was it was really good i like the intensity as i said in the last in the last podcast i will repeat it like quickly i think i like the intensity of of this new year in terms of like oh, i'm going i'm coming in knowing what i need to do yeah. it's a continuity of 2022 so it's not like new projects it's more like oh things were preparing in 2022 and now in 2023 like the these first two weeks were just about like making it happen yeah and i think what really took it of my um energy was uh, the sculpture park that i'm working on for february but it's like especially like set design that i'm doing for the default the vault festival yeah uh so it's like for a theater like um, a play and uh, the play is next week so the deadline was like quite intense and then uh, i had to do things really quickly which is not usually what i do right i don't really work uh quickly that much we we generally have more like long-term deadlines yeah and so it's interesting to to change the intensity of like yeah, the like, way you're working right because although we bit. might work well like under pressure mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm, end mm -hmm. like usually um our research time yeah. is usually much longer so it, i do agree with you like in the projects in the past where i've had to come up with like designs or, or stuff very very quickly was in like a week or two it's like very different to spending months on developing a project yeah exactly it's like a different level of intensity and it's really interesting as well yeah uh it's a different type of energy that is way more instinct spontaneous and it's also i think working on the play it's really about collaborating as well with the other um, people that are involved in the project yeah. it's not always it's not like a commission right when you're doing set design uh for a play you also have you know like the vision of the director the vision of the actor the story to take in account so there's a lot of different points that you need to tackle and to understand and that will inform your design so it becomes way more of a like shared ownership yeah it's like a collaboration um, for the overall and yeah. i guess also because what was interesting is also because you know you doing the set design you also have to really work with the actors and seeing how 
they want to interact with the space yeah. and with the objects that you're doing and how they're best going to be able to do their job based mm-hmm. on the products that you give and then that influences what you have to yeah. do so i think that's been like a challenge an interesting challenge for you this time i think that is definitely because you know like we love to do installation mm. and especially like participative interactive installation but working for theater is an entire different things because you m- you might have a vision but actually the vision that you have actually doesn't work for like uh, actors like it, uh, it's not easy for them for so for example to interact with something or to like you know like if they have too many props if there is too many things like there is so much things to take in account and that you did you don't think at the beginning especially if you are not training or if you didn't do like set design for this type of purposes before this is a really specific type of commission uh, when you need to facilitate people's movement rather than it's just an aesthetical choice and you know like an aesthetic thing that you want to put on it's way more about yeah just helping people around to tell their stories and sometimes for this reason you need to sacrifice for example something that you have in your brain or the way you want something to look like art installation it's like a practical Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i see what you mean exactly so yes i'm excited i'm so excited to go and see it next week i'm excited for actually everyone to see and like give me feedback on it (laughs) because i need it to like you know grow and like make this happen later on like in even a better way yeah you need to do a a run where you take photos of people acting and and in the set and stuff are you guys going to do that yeah i think so i think but generally this happens during the get-in so uh, this is things that I've actually learned really recently. When you do like theater for festival like that, so this happens at the vaults, all the different companies would uh, come in the morning, uh, sometimes right after the, right before the show, actually okay. two hours before the show, they do like a technical rehearsal involving the lighting, involving all the technicalities. And then after, for example, the matinees happen for us. So like I think all technical rehearsal is at 10 a.m. and then two it starts and then we okay. have another performance in the evening and the dressing rehearsal or the technical rehearsal is when you can actually like okay. take pictures documents okay. and stuff um so yes there's a whole uh, program are you going to be are you going to be needed during during the whole day or are you literally just going to be watching i think i'm just going to be watching because <laughs> i thought i was a bit scared of this you know like having to do like really technical things yeah uh, lighting and things but in theater what's magical is that everything is really divided there's a lot of people with really specific skills that can make theater happen so like either it's like sound engineering lighting engineering yeah. and then set design costume design and then all the acting producing side is something that is um is really unique to like like one other like one another skills even if for emerging writers sometimes like you have to wear several caps as we all yeah, do yeah. as artists because there's not as much money but that's a really interesting like world to yeah. learn about i'd say exciting stuff yeah and i want to know how was your week as well how was my week um god two weeks kind of went quickly mm-hmm. uh I did the first week was uh, mostly just being back in the studio and continuing doing uh, this big embroidery that I've been doing, which actually I felt I know the last podcast I was talking about how working on this long project was a little bit tiring because uh, it's just taking so long Mm -hmm. that you get a bit demotivated at times. But I actually completed the whole section that I was I completed like a section that could be like, oh, that section is done. So there was I felt really positive and I felt excited to be done. 
Um, and then I did some drawings. I started doing a lot more like little drawings uh, to compensate, to not compensate, to um, complement my work. Because I think I'm just this year, one of my aims, as I said, was like to really not expand, but to get my work out there um, and to make it more accessible to everyone in general. And so it's like obviously my embroidery pieces that are very big and take a long time to do or going to be very expensive pieces of art to try and sell. So I just thought like it'd be nice to try and tell my stories through drawings and sketches that I've always done, but try and do them more frequently and actually try and sell them. So I started doing some more of those. Um, which I really enjoyed because it was like a storytelling illustrative side that I always loved doing anyways. Yeah, and then I really like, I mean, I don't know if you want to like it to go there yet, but the everyday documentation like yeah. side of it is really interesting. Well, that like goes the quickness into the, of it as well. Yeah, right? that goes into the, the diary that I was kind of keeping. I think what I realised is um, I started that, so I was thinking about that because I, I used mm -hmm. to keep that diary like, and I used to do a drawing every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was always really inspired to do that because I was, it was during COVID yeah, and I, I always had either you or my brother or Caius, like I always had people to draw and I always had objects from my grandmothers that I could draw, objects from around that I could draw. And I was sitting in my studio and I realized that it makes it a bit harder because I don't have anyone like, other than if I was to bring it back home and to draw Luke every day, but it's like, we weren't doing as much stuff and I was like, oh, I don't have enough content to draw. I don't have people just being in the garden. There's not close sitting proximity. Around. Like, yeah, like yeah. I used to draw you guys being in the garden, you guys sitting on the sofa, you guys playing and like, and I don't have that to draw. And so all I'm drawing is like, you know, there's only so many docks, docks in the canal that I can draw. <laughs> um, and no, and then even with the poetry that I used to write, that poetry used to be very much like in link with the people and the objects I used to give life to the objects I used to draw. So I'm struggling a little bit on that hand. And that's why I, I noticed this is why I'm struggling and I haven't been inspired to do it as much. And I think also maybe uh, the work in your diary came from uh, the feeling of isolation, maybe. I don't know, but no, part of it might yeah, come but from I think here. I think it really is about the the um I used to find inspiration like it came yeah. from finding inspiration in the everyday because we couldn't travel beyond our house, <laughs> uh, and I did, and it's just that I'm struggling to find, like, I'm struggling struggling to find inspiration in my everyday when my everyday is very much me on my own in a studio that isn't part of my house like mm -hmm. before it was I was in my house yeah. so like I would draw objects from my house constantly and I would draw I lived with five people so I would be drawing you guys and every day none, no, none of us were at work or either playing in the garden doing picnics doing this doing walks in the park so there was so much activity and you know so much, to so much stuff to document on mm -hmm. a daily basis um, so yeah that's what I realised so I need to find a way to I don't know be re-inspired like I don't have little objects in my studio to draw whereas hey I, I used to be like surrounded by little objects and yeah. stuff um so yeah anyway that was one of the dilemmas that I noticed no, as I was that's drawing interesting. Yeah. um and uh, but I've started to draw a lot more from memory and from thoughts so that's what's interesting like I've started to draw um I've I'm drawing a lot my um home in France is where a lot of my inspiration comes from. It's like the kind of childhood nostalgia of that home. What does the home symbolize? And I'm, a, I'm kind of creating a castle out of that. And then drawing a bit more 
uh, fairy tale idea around this home and the animal, the animals of the farm and and everything. Mm, I like that you like let it grow as well, and that for example maybe it's less about like having the objects around you, but like how we expand into your imagination. Yeah. And these objects that you drew before actually became, how do you, how would you say, like maybe portals, literally, like yeah. to like expand, and now you're just really exploring. Yeah, things so it is like more, Im- more imagination, but it just it, it's it, evolution, but it does really. mean it's like yeah. slightly less, um, which I really enjoy. But it's like it's not as uh, I might not have an idea every single day of oh, like a, yeah. a, a, yeah, a concept new... or something yeah because yeah. they're a bit more like for my imagination it's just uh they might not be as different every day there might be similarities in, mm-hmm. in them mm-hmm. and i've been drawing kind of similar things every day mm-hmm. compared to just taking a different objects and just drawing it there's a lot mm-hmm. less thought process behind it in yeah. that way mm-hmm. um but yeah I, i'm really enjoying that side of it and um and then this week i then got back into freelance work so you know doing my usual freelance work which um you know some for costume and some for fashion work uh like you know men's collections and stuff like that so it's a nice balance i've enjoyed getting back into the freelance work as well um and kind of planning my next month around that and emailing people i like i spent so many days last week just like sending out emails like i take so long to actually write an email it does uh, it. i always find and it, it feels really quite i've been looking at emails constantly lately because i sent i only sent like five emails out at the beginning of the week and it took me a day and a half to like write them all because it was just i like i also had to update cvs and all that for them so it's just so much energy and then like when you don't i haven't had a single reply and it's just like god a day and a half and no one <laughs> so I, I was a bit like oh god that's I depressing i always take so much time writing emails because as a non-english speaker i'm always so like so very scared of like making mistakes in emails like yeah. i always feel like he would make me less legitimate to like for example yeah, I think... be considered for a job or like being taken seriously for anything and i'm always really scared of it so i tend to like reread my email for so like you know like 30 minutes i send sometimes. it to about three or four di- like if it's a really yeah. important email i send it to about three or four different people to say is this an okay email is this professional enough is this correctly written it's a stressful thing of i think uh i've had to be a lot less worried because if not i just wouldn't send email so i've had to be a lot more you know what this is what i'm sending and go for it and don't overthink it but then i also know that for some uh, and i think my spending is genuinely all right and everything but for some i know that also for some people that makes a huge deal like for some people if mm-hmm. one word is badly spelled like it will completely mm-hmm. they will completely like have a judgment on you and as a, a dyslexic person this is like it kind of causes that anxiety of sending an email and it freezes you and then you can't send anything. So it's like that dilemma between wanting not to do that for them not to have an idea, but also you can't just spend your whole life being frozen in front of an email. Mm-hmm. So you have to just go for it and yeah. send. So it's that, that... I think this the solution for me would be that I would dedicate an entire day, which is something that I'm, I've been trying to do since I came back from holiday, actually, to like admin, meaning that I know the first email would be complicated to send uh, because it will be the first one of the day and I will reread it for a while, etc. We'd maybe like take half an hour to send it. But then 
as I did this first team and then I did to do the other, my brain is now in this different type of setting where I'm, okay, I'm in like writing mode, contact mode. I know what type of like, as you say, not formula, but like what type of syntax, sentence, sorry, like, sentence. like phrasing, sorry, yeah. I would use. And so like, if I do that for a day, then I'm way more efficient. Whereas if I scattered it throughout the day, uh, and yeah, at the same time, the creative work, it actually like the anxiety about sending the email is actually like present each time I take back my computer and send it to a different person. Yeah. No, so it's always way easier for me. And I'm pretty sure it's the case for most people to regroup all of the email in like a day. Yeah. And then the other day I do something different and I don't touch yeah, my email. Yeah, unless it's a quick in, email that uh, yeah. you have to get back unless, to. Unless it's just like... But then sometimes I also take a while uh, sending back an email. I think it depends. Because if it's a question and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, how do I phrase that in the best way possible? Yes. So, but if it's yeah. like a... I, I think it's basically if it's something that you do need. <laughs> like sometimes you know that someone would appreciate if you literally email back within yeah. an hour. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And yeah, sometimes definitely. I don't email back. I mean, I'm <laughs> terrible. It's very fluctuating. <laughs> like i know but, trying, that. but i agree with yeah. you i'm trying to do a day like a set day where i just do it all at once yeah or two days <laughs> if there's just loads to do <laughs> like it also comes into i put it within my admin like i put one day a week of admin but the problem is admin means so much like admin means yeah, emails it means research it means applications it means it means like everything that involves a computer. I put it under admin when really is for so much more than yeah. just admin. Yeah, it's <laughs> or just, like, you know, finances, all that. I just, just put everything within admin and I'm like, yeah, I can do that in a day. Admin, admin. And, <laughs> and then, it's like, the, I, you can't do it in a day. And then you arrive at like five in the evening and you're like, okay, I feel like I've done like two of the 10 tasks that I should have yeah. done. Which is already good. Two is good. Like you've done two, <laughs> that's great. But then like, you know. I think sometimes, like sometimes we feel like admin is, actually way quicker than it actually is i mean i've started to work in the community center like like actually two weeks ago after we came back from early days oh, yeah. and there is like few admin stuff that i need to do like i was supposed to order like some scissors last session i was so embarrassed because all of the scissors were so shit just needed to renew them and buy some new ones and ask for budget for it i think that was the thing i needed to ask for money and i haven't done it since tuesday so i need to do it like maybe on monday and just check out if there is a budget available which i think there is and then i need to buy it and then but then i've postponed like sending this email because i get awkward asking for money when i know it's my job but it's just you know always the thing <laughs> send the email yeah yeah yeah, yeah send the email i will remind you now that okay. you've told me thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> no it's good reminding ourselves of of the of sending emails guys sending maybe emails. that's the thing right we are we need friends to keep or to do this but it's true because i was you know i was talking to one of our friends and we were talking about you know that dilemma between the working in the studio on your work and then doing computer like computer-based work yeah like emailing all that and we were talking like you know how you know you know maybe i was more in oh, the yeah, studio uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i was more in the studio or like she was more on the computer and i was just like and i realized that mine is purely procrastinate like i if i do my admin in my studio after two hours i will just go yeah. and stitch because i just so don't want to do it that i will just procrastinate i will be like no, I'm not doing this now and just I go know. and stitch. So I have to do my admin 
away from the studio uh, I realized I have to do it either at home or in the mm-hmm. library or in the cafe because uh, yeah. if I have my embroidery or artwork I will bu- I will put my computer aside and just join I'll be like fuck that I'm not doing it <laughs> yeah I think I mean in the studio is never working no. for me actually where it works the best is really in cafes at home it's always the same as well because at home let's say I mean there is the fridge right and when I feel like procrastinating <laughs> I just will eat something and then like I mean it's just it's just not good right my day is just the rhythm is just shit so like I need to go either in a cafe I've never tried a library I want yeah. to do a library more um, because the thing is when yeah. I do it at like I ended up because I often do what I often do is I before going to the studio I will sit on the couch with a coffee before I go to the studio and then I'll start doing emails and then this is what happened last week it then <laughs> takes so long that it gets longer and longer and then it's midday and I'm like oh wow I'm already here and then because my boyfriend works from home I'm like oh I might as well stay and have lunch with you and then I stay for lunch and then I'm like oh well it's like two or three o'clock what's the point of going to the studio and then having to come back if I wanted an early evening at home there's no point in going I might as well continue doing admin at work and then my admin kind of becomes less and less and then I'm basically just doing not much on my computer and then I've had this like after the morning is really productive and then the afternoon is usually kind of like slower slower. that's usually what happens I think it's about as well like because you in the morning when you have you set you to set your own deadlines it's always the thing with being a freelance right no one at the end of the day will be like oh you do your work I mean, like, you'd be the one asking that. And then sometimes, uh, you know, in the morning, you're like, okay, I've got this aim, this goal. I'm going to do that, 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 check the list and stuff. And then, like, in the morning, you're really productive. And then because the energy is really, like, high, high in the morning. Sometimes yeah, you, in the wo- afternoon, like you, you get a productive urge yeah. in the morning. And then in the afternoon, the adrenaline kind of, like, leaves. Like, that's the reality. And I think also for people working in companies, to be honest, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. the, the food coma after lunch oh, break the food is... Coma is pretty heavy you know i think let's let's you know let's not worry about that we're all the same i'm pretty sure on this type of of thing so yeah (laughs) yeah the worst actually food comas i get is um when i work freelance for fashion houses and then like i we when we do like a late night so we might be there like midnight or after midnight and so we have dinner at Mm -hmm. work and back in the day like when i first started we used to order it was always either pizza or burger because it was always on the on the business. So it was like, oh wow, you can order delivery and you can Anything. go. And we, I used to like get burgers or pizzas and, and like really heavy things. And then and I would eat at like eight thirty nine p.m. <laughs> and the food coma that I would be in after and then having to go back in front of a dress. <laughs> and stitch for an extra like four hours until like one in the morning we'd all be dead in front of it like what all i want is my bed whilst i have this huge food cover so now i don't order burgers or pizzas anymore just because it's just i could not carry on working it's just too much i think i've had approximately i mean not the same experience because i'm not working in a fashion house right but like at the studio when i'm on a deadline and i know i'm gonna do a late night i order chinese and then this is the worst thing you could order because Chinese is literally putting you to bed like this is the thing right and then you just eat Chinese if you eat like pad thai or something pad thai in Chinese right yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> um, like if you order that and if you eat this like half an hour later you're just like committing like sleeping on the floor and then you just can't have anything done so this is a bad idea yeah like maybe have a coffee and oranges uh, I mean a few <laughs> fruits just all should just 
you know, yeah. be on the... I mean, very... honestly, to be honest, if you're at the studio, try not to do, like, crazy late nights. Try to wake up really early in the morning. That's I'm sure that's better. I mean, that's better for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, I do not manage to. At the moment, I cannot do a... I get to the studio around 11. Uh, yeah, I try. I try in nine thirty ten if I'm really like in it. I mean, for the set design, I've been needed to do that. Uh, I've been yeah. better at doing my um, like I go to the gym before going to the studio because I used to leave it and then have to go after the after the studio. And I was just it depressed me. So then now I've been better at going in the morning. Yeah, but you you're a gym creature. Well, I'm, I'm not. I just joined a new one that is like a gymnastic focused one, and it's really yeah. fun. Yeah, I know. It always really seems fun. so fun when you do it, and then I just never get the courage to do it no. myself. Yeah? But this is really... You actually yeah. would really like this, because this is literally what I've always want, said about going back to gymnastics. It's ah. basically a gymnastics uh, gym yeah. before adults, and so we've been doing, like, rings <laughs> and cool. yeah. splits and all sorts of different things. Um, but this week, because I had uh, freelance work at the fashion house, I had to go an hour earlier than usual, so I've been going from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Okay. Wow, um, wow. And I usually wake up at 8, wow. so I was like waking yeah. up at 6.30 and I was like, wow, this is not normal for me. <laughs> I mean, in the morning I've got my routine, right? Like, like I don't know, I start, like, I just wake up really slowly, take my breakfast. If I've, if I've got something in the fridge, then I take my shower and then I stay on my bed for like maybe 45 minutes and then like do nothing, watch Instagram. <laughs> and after I'm like, okay, you go to work. And then I leave by like mm. nine. I do like having a very slow yeah. morning. Like I like to I have, so. I rather wake up early and have two hours before having to leave. Yeah, I'd love that. But then I just realized that during these two hours, most of the time, I, I don't do anything. No, but I put the news on, I sit yeah. on the couch, okay. I, I drink my coffee, I have yeah. my breakfast, yeah. my hair's drying, I'm still in my dressing gown. Like, it's just a very slow process to, like, waking up, <laughs> which I quite enjoy. <laughs> or when I have to wake, when I have to go in, like, half an hour, I, it just, it really sets my day off in a bad way. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, you don't want to rush in the morning. No. Yeah. But then I'm probably now chilling too much. Like it's taking me too. Like I'm all usually I'm fully ready to go, and then I procrastinate for half an hour, forty five minutes, saying goodbye and getting out of the door. That's what is bad. I procrastinate mm. at the last moment when I'm fully ready to go, oh, really? and then I just don't. And then you just. Anyways, this is really boring chat. I'm really sorry. I'm just talking about my morning routine. No, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I do as well. Gosh, what what a week! What a week, guys! What a week. Yeah. When is your next day off? tomorrow <laughs> no i'm gonna stitch <laughs> i'm going to stitch from home tomorrow i'm i'm doing a couple artworks that i've decided to mm. that i can do at home yeah. in front of tv like chill on a sunday whilst luke is probably playing video games i'm just gonna stitch because <laughs> it's just running stitches and stuff yeah. so it's kind of, i think i'm gonna do that no, that, sounds, um, that sounds like a good plan so yeah yeah exciting mm-hmm. stuff exciting stuff. and then monday to friday i'm back to freelance work um and then back to the studio the week after for like mm-hmm. two weeks and then back to freelance work then i'm in paris for a bit oh really are you? yeah yeah <laughs> i'm know. doing fashion week in paris oh that's cool yeah i didn't know that's so nice yeah so i'm excited about oh, that wow. um and then i'll stay there for a little bit to see yeah, the family of course. yeah 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 but yeah, so it's quite nice to actually have um, like freelance work booked in. Quite often as well. I mean, quite it's regularly quite because it kind of allows me to fix other stuff in between. <laughs> and it 
when it's more regularly like when i know okay it's this week every month or you know it's this week for the next three months <laughs> um it's a bit easier for me to plan ahead and fix things and then there's always things that turn up at the last minute like the costume work that i did this week turned up literally last moment last, last moment so <laughs> a mixture mixture of stuff cool yeah <laughs> okay well I hope this was a interesting. an interesting podcast episode, guys. <laughs> this was literally just us two chatting about our kind of lifestyle of how like, things have been going yeah, and what we're doing. Yeah, and how we started 2023, actually. Yeah. Uh, love you lots, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Yeah, and again, just subscribe to us on Instagram as well if you want more. Yeah, or, and follow our podcast on Spotify. Yeah, and then yeah, that you yeah. can do that. And yeah, this was fun. And uh, email us and DM us yeah. and all that blah blah blah. And see you soon. See you in two weeks. Yeah. Right? Bye, guys. Bye.